Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money. Whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hello again to Money Tips. Welcome to Money Tips. This is Charles Kelly. Uh, today I want to talk to you about property, and in particular property around the London area. Now, first of all, I, earlier this week I got my long-awaited interview with property entrepreneur and uh, training company entrepreneur Rob Moore of Progressive Property, and I've been on some of his courses He's very much a sort of a mentor to me. Uh, he owns or controls something like 850 properties. And I asked him what he thinks about the property market. Uh, and his answer was more or less something like, uh, look, do I think that property is an asset value is, is, is sound in the long term? Yes. Do I think there'll always be a, a, a demand for property? Yes. Will there be property recessions or times when properties go up and down in value? Yes, again. And at that time, you know, investors would have a chance to pick up properties at a, a cheaper rate. OK, good answer. Uh, and, and all true. And, you know, the only thing is when prices do fall, sometimes investors get burned. They they overborrow, overstretch themselves. And I'm, I'm not saying Rob's in that category. He, he's more than well established. Uh, but, but a lot of investors might pile into property on, on the hope that it, in the hope that it goes up and then find that it's not going up. And the value has gone down and then the lender starts getting worried because suddenly what was a 70% mortgage now becomes a 90% mortgage or thereabouts if properties fell 20%, for instance. And then the lender might say, well, you know, we want the loan reduced or we want our money back. We want to call in the loan and force you to sell the property. This happened after the last financial crisis. And I also don't think we're out of completely out of the, the last financial crisis. You know, borrowing uh, recently, just in early July, borrowing costs have gone up again for, for the government the highest level of borrowing and this week we reported that london property prices fell certain types of property prices. i think detached houses fell by six percent and this is according to land registry in in the, the year to may or june i think so prices in london are falling between four and six percent depending on the the types of property and but they're still rising in other parts of the country like Scotland, Northern Ireland, the Midlands, and have just about risen overall according to land registry figures. These are different from the Halifax and Nationwide because the land registry figures are based on completions, which are actual sales. So they are so they are the real thing. And you know, there's lots going on with property. Then then there's the Brexit effect. Of course, the Office for Budget Responsibility said that a No Deal Brexit would knock 10% off of house prices slow wage growth and cause sterling to drop to a parity with the euro and this is the the government's budget uh watchdog using international monetary funds figures of course we don't know how if, if that is true but the what we do know is that we we can't really see a deal in sight and we're supposed to be leaving the, the european union on the 31st of october the the the, the european unions have said that they're not going to change the deal that's on offer and our MPs don't want to leave without a, a deal either. 
but it, it looks like we're heading towards that that situation. So we'll see. We'll see what the new leader, who's Boris Johnson, will do about this, and whether he can pull something out of the bag by magic that you know other politicians and civil servants haven't been able to do for the last three years. We'll have to see. I I hope that he does come up with something and that we don't leave completely without a deal. But clearly, if we do, that there are going to be some economic consequences, and and one of those could be a, a fall in property. Now, we the UK is apparently due for recession. This this is according to uh, some some a survey suggesting that normally every ten years we 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 have a, a recession in the UK, and a survey suggested that the economy may have dropped by 0.2% to the three months to June. This is the Office for Budget Responsibility again. And, you know, that that could, a further recession normally means that the cost of borrowing goes up. It could could mean increased, increased uh, borrowing costs for, for, for landlords. And, you know, we've seen landlords been hit by various uh, new rules on uh, tax relief on mortgages, which are starting to, to hit people now. And and certainly over the next year, you know, property owners are going to feel that. Uh, we we've seen stamp duty increase massively across the board, but especially for buy to let investors. And then we've got in in the mid, midst of all of this that the London Mayor Mayor Sadiq Khan saying he wants to bring in rent controls in in the city, like cities perhaps like Chicago and and cities in Denmark where rents rises would be controlled because he feels that the private sector are somehow not giving a good deal to, to, to tenants and overcharging them. My answer to that would be, you know, we've seen in the past that rent controls mean that inevitably people pull out of the market, the, 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 the amount of property available dries up and rents in, in, in inevitably go up or are squeezed up. And we've seen this in the past where there was hardly any property to, to rent years ago before the market was sort of opened up and liberalised. Yes, people need affordable rents, but I think that should come from the public sector. I think the public sector could do a lot more to build more affordable uh, social housing. And that's not just in London, but all over the country. They can borrow money at very cheap rates and build massively the, the social housing that's needed. Because a lot of people will never be able to afford to buy a property, never want to buy a property. So, you, you know, you need something for, for, those, for, for those people. And even though home, home ownership has gone up massively, there's still a lot of people out there that would just like to, to rent and pay a reasonable rent and have the security of knowing that they can stay in that property as long as they want, uh, which is not the case with a private landlord. We know that, you know, private landlords may, some may want to just keep the tenant in there forever. Some may want to sell at some stage in the future. And we know also that many private landlords are using their their property as, as pensions and it, it was mentioned in the times today that uh, the the people between the age of 35 and 50 say that they're they, they intend to use property to help finance their retirement even though 23 percent of them don't yet you know not yet bought a property which is which is quite funny and the average pension pot we know at age 50 the how much do you think a person of age 50 has in their pension pot how much savings have they got in their pensions pension scheme well the figure here i've got is 71000 pounds 71000 pounds now even if you invested that wisely and you could double that over the next 10 or 15 years and when you're retiring in your 60s 
you then had a pension pot of, I don't know, say 140, £150,000. You know, what is that going to give you in terms of a pension? Now, what happens with these pension pots? You normally just don't, you don't spend it. You, you put that into a, a, a scheme called an annuity, which will then give you a pension. Now, there are various um, variations on this. You can do drawdown schemes and this sort of thing, but, and you can take out a large lump sum in, in cash. But clearly, if you, if you put in, uh, you know, £100,000 in, into to a, an annuity at 60, you're not likely to get much more than, say, 3%, 4%, depending on whether that annuity rises. So £4,000 for £100,000, so £150,000 will give you around 6000 a year. Well, that's 500 a month in, in a pension. Is that, is that, can you live on that? And can you live on that in, in 10 years' time when the 50-year-old who's got 71000 in there has reached 60, you know, what's £500 a month going to buy you? Virtually nothing. So there is a big pensions crisis on the way. And, you know, a lot of people have been confused by pensions. that They don't trust the pensions companies. They don't trust the returns that they're getting in the funds. So a lot of people like myself have decided, well, they want to put their money into something more tangible. And property seems to be the answer. You can use leverage to buy it. You can get it rented out fairly easily. Um, you, you, and, and the idea is that, you know, when you reach retirement, you'll have the means to pay that loan off, uh, maybe by selling properties within your portfolio to reduce your, your, uh, borrowings and then, then live off of that income from the property. It's not entirely what you'd call passive income, uh, but it, it's a plan. And a lot of people are following this plan. Now that plan has been largely, uh, I'd say the plan has been, you know, a spanner has been put in the works of that plan by recent government action, like taking away the tax relief. And, you know, this is the Conservative government. And I'm not political on this uh, podcast by any means. But, you know, we have to look at if if there was a Labour government, what, what they would do. Because the Labour opposition have talked about property taxes, even on your residential property. And, you know, they, they've talked about uh, further taxes on, you know, investments and people that earn higher rates of tax. So, you know, we are going to see high tax if if, if a Labour government comes in, if, if the Conservative government makes a mess of Brexit, for instance, and there's a general election, who knows what would happen. So, you know, though, that, that doesn't give a lot of confidence for people who are looking at property to, to, to fund their retirement. So there you go. I, I, I think uh, we, we've got to just keep going. Um, I, I, I'm not going to sort of bail out of anything at the moment. Let, let's see what happens. We, we know that, that there's going to be a need, as Rob Moore said, that there will be a demand for properties. There's not enough property being built to satisfy even the demand that, that's there now, let alone in the future with you know, more uh, divorces, more single units required, people living longer, perhaps downsizing, want smaller units. Now, the, the, we, we talked about, um, you know, with Brexit that, a lot of EU citizens may leave the country. But on the other hand, a report's just come out you know, this week saying that around uh, 900,000 have already applied to, to, to stay in the UK. That's nearly a million people have applied to stay. I think around 800,000 of those have already got their permanent residence. And these are not just Polish and Romanian. They're Polish, Romanian. Uh, you've got um, Portuguese and uh, Italians and Spanish, they're, they're, they're the main ones, all applying to stay in the UK. Why? Because there are jobs here. 
and in in their their countries the economy is not so good i mean yeah we love to go on holiday to spain but spain has got very high uh, un- unemployment and the prospects are not looking good for the spanish or the italian economy and certainly not for the portuguese economy so of course they want to come here to, to work and you know although they say the polish economy has picked up and some poles are leaving certainly the the people I know in the Polish community and Romanian Romanian community are staying, and especially if they've, you know, already got established here. They've got kids here. They've got the kids at schools. They're, they're they're established in an area. Maybe they've bought property. Many of them have bought property. So why would they just pack up and leave that easily? Yeah, you might see a report on the BBC saying, "Oh, people are leaving. Look at this family. They're going back to, to Poland." But you know, I, I I don't buy that. I think there will still be a lot who will stay on, and therefore there will still be that demand for, for property. And, you know, we haven't seen a drop in the amount of rental demand in, in, in even in the capital, although the market is tough. We haven't seen a massive drop of, of rental demand. So let, let's see what happens. If rent control comes in, that, that, that will come in and we'll have to sort of deal with that at, at the time. So in the meantime, I, I would say um, still look at property as, as part of your investment portfolio. And I would ask you the, another question, which is, do you need a lot of money to buy and invest in property and get involved with the property? You know, can you buy a property, for instance, with no money down? Well, the answer is is yes. You can acquire a property with no money down, and there are various ways to do it. Now, if you want to know more about this, uh, I, I, we have a seminar coming up, not my own seminar, but uh, we, we have a seminar coming up called No Money Down, and it's coming up. It will be in London on the 27th of July, and if you're interested in this, I suggest you drop me a line, charles at charleskelly.net and get yourself a ticket. There are there are some tickets where you, you pay to sit near the front, but there are some complimentary tickets, which I, I think are, are running out pretty fast. But, you know, email me now and we'll see if we can get you some complimentary tickets for that. I think it will be an eye opener and I certainly intend to be there as well. So that's all for now. Thanks for listening. This has been Charles Kelly bringing you money tips to help you save, earn, invest, accumulate and enjoy more money. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 